It's Monday, December 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, we got maybe a little bit closer to and maybe a little bit more clarification on the uh, Diamond Sports and Bally's uh, situation with the Guardians and the TV contract and uh, how things could shake out. Uh, what was the latest that you learned over the weekend uh, about uh, the Guardians and where they could be getting uh, their money from their TV contract this year. Yeah, Diamonds, uh, you know, Diamond Sports Group and uh, MLB and uh, a couple other representatives from Sinclair Broadcasting. All, uh, you know, they had a hearing uh, Friday in Houston, uh, and uh, they uh, the MLB and uh, you know the Diamond uh, attorneys met. Thursday night before the hearing and kind of pounded out a framework of a possible deal, which would allow, um, you know, uh, which would, you know, in which Diamond agreed to uh, pay the teams, uh, you know, what they owe them. Uh, now, at what rate, at what rate we don't, we, you know, that's still to be decided, I would think. But at least through the 2024 season, and then it sounds like uh, Diamond is going to get out of the RSN uh, business. And, uh, you know, then uh, the teams will be free to, uh, you know, seek their own deals, either with MLB or another provider. Is, is that what we're we're hoping to see come come out of this is maybe one more season of this uh, connection to Diamond? And then and then after that, the, the Guardians can can go out and strike up a deal with you know, whoever's out there or whatever they feel is the, is the best, uh, you know, deal for the team and, and, and try to, you know, make money that way and, and get something that's a little more, uh, more of a sure thing than, than having to wait around and guess for, for what the courts are deciding. Yeah, I think so, Joe. I think that's, uh, you know, this is the best, uh, they can do. Now, I think, you know, Diamond is still, there's the, their representatives are still kind of hopeful that, you know, some angel will come along and bail them out of trouble and they'll be able to keep uh, broadcasting games. But it's a, this is a deal similar to the one that they've kind of tentatively worked out with the NBA. I think they have contracts with like 13 to 15 NBA teams, including the Cavs. And, you know, they have reached, you know, a tentative agreement where they'll do 2000 to 2013 and 2014 season. Uh, you know, they'll televise that, uh, you know, the, the teams had to take a reduced rate. And, but then uh, the the, uh, the TV rights, you know, go back, return to the team and they'll be able to uh, decide what they want to do. You know, they'll make be able to make their own deals. But, you know, they've got deals with the NBA, tentative deals with the NBA, the NHL and MLB. But uh, MLB officials have made it clear that. You know, they have to have their own individual deal. This can't be tied to the NBA or the NHL because baseball provides most of the programming because of the length of the schedule. Uh, are there other uh, outlets out there that, that can provide these services that, uh, you know, besides Diamond? Uh, I know that uh, Washington, uh, for example, just went under uh, Nesson, uh, which is, I, I believe, uh, uh, the same group that owns the the Red Sox, and that's where uh, you know the Northeast uh, sports groups and, and and all that are are come out of. Uh, it, could there be something along the lines of uh, you know a group like that who comes in uh, possibly after 2024? Yeah, Joe. I mean, the Pirates just did it with Nesson. Uh, Seattle just uh, 
the Mariners just went, you know, to, uh, you know, they, they weren't Bally sports, I don't believe, but they went to Roots, you know, mm-hmm. completely with, uh, I think, uh, with, I, I don't know if the, not the Seahawks, but I think, uh, uh, the the uh, hockey team, the Krakens are on are on right. that. Mm-hmm. So I think you know there are avenues for uh, teams to uh, explore and and MLB, you know the the kind of the driving force behind this, you know has always wanted to get as many retain as much many teams rights as it can to put on its own platform. Uh, it, we you mentioned like a framework in place and and possibly deadlines or. Uh, are we closer to knowing for sure where this when this will be? Uh, is there a, a like a December 31st or is that uh, is that left up in the air right now? Uh, you know, the December 31st deadline be, because of these, uh, you know, kind of tentative deal, you know, the teams and and Bally's slash uh, Diamond Sports Group backed away from that. And the next meeting. Uh, the next hearing will take place January 10th. So that's going to be a big one. That could be, you know, that, that sh- we'll see, you know, how, how uh, decisive it is, but they, they could get a deal out of the, uh, that January 10th hearing. Well, this isn't great news, I guess, for, uh, for the Guardians, but it's positive news. It's, it's better than, you know, what it could be and, 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 and all that. So, uh, yeah, it, and, and for fans, you know, the games will, will likely be broadcast this year then is sort of what this is all sort of moving towards and, and you'll be able to to sort of watch your games on on ballets if if you had watched them this past season you'll you'll probably get to see them again the same way yeah and you know i guess you know the danger is there's still a possibility that diamond you know could uh you know reject uh cleveland's contract for 2024 but uh you know they also kind of you know Texas was on the block with them. They, mm-hmm. The Rangers and Cleveland could have been uh, rejected, and then they would have been scrambling for 2024. But during the hearing, a lawyer from uh, the Rangers said uh, that they would be willing to take a reduced rate, uh, you know, for the 2024 season. Now, they made, uh, you know, Diamond Sports Group paid them like $111 million in fees mm-hmm. last year. Cleveland is scheduled to make about between 60 and 65 million in 2024. They made about 55 million last season. All of this sounds just like pennies compared to, you know, what some of the players are making. So could Shohei Otani just say, hey, take your 700 million <laughs> and buy up all of the uh, the regional sports networks. And, uh, you know, we'd be on uh, Otani vision or, or whatever. That would be that could it would be an interesting wrinkle 10 years from now maybe who knows uh but uh you know just uh, spitballing all right uh we talked uh over the weekend major league baseball had uh, a first it was a uh, it was the all MLB weekend in uh, in Las Vegas they uh, they put on a nice big show uh they had it on the network and uh they revealed first and second team winners uh for the all MLB awards this is regardless of uh, uh, league affiliation, uh, so American League, National League on the same uh, first and second team here, and uh, two Guardians players made the uh, the second team. Uh, so it's you know, and and that's a, that's a pretty high honor. That's a, considering you're you're picking from both leagues and you're picking from all the players at your position throughout both leagues. Uh, for for two Guardians players to be uh, among them is a, is a pretty significant uh, honor, right? Yeah, Joe, it's, uh, you know, this is the fifth year of this award, you know, the MLB, uh, you know, MLB, all, you know, the, the all team MLB uh, first and second team honors, uh, the, the 
Jose Ramirez made it as a second team third baseman and Emmanuel Class A made it as uh, one of the two uh, second team relievers. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting, Joe, because when, when I was at the winter meetings, you know, we had the, our uh, annual, the Baseball Writers Association of America, I had their annual meet or their, you know, semi-annual meeting at the, at the winter meetings. And, uh, you know, MLB has pitched this idea about putting, you know, the BBWA awards and combining them with this weekend's, you know, mm-hmm. this, this, this past weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, they would announce all the awards on one day. It wouldn't be spread out over a week like it is, you know, the Cy Young one day, the MVP the next, coach of the year, I mean, manager of the year, then rookie of the year. It would be all in one night. And, uh, you know, the the writers were, uh, it, it caused quite a, a ruckus in the meeting. So, you know, Joe, this has been going on for like, as long as I've been a member, they've been talking about this. And if so, I don't know, but, you know, that would kind of be the cherry on top of this weekend if they did the BBWA awards along with the MLB first and second teams. Right. And it, it would make it a, a longer wait from the end of the season to, to find out normally you're, you're waiting a about a month or so after the end of the regular season uh, to find out who wins rookie and manager and MVP and all that. Uh, but uh, Hoinsey, do you have a tux? Could you, I mean, this is, this is going to be a black tie event. If they, if they have it, and you, <laughs> you attend that, you would have to attend in a tuxedo to report. Hoinsey in a tux would be worth, I think, uh, you know, having it all on one night instead of spreading it out over a week. I think that I could get in, I could get on board with this. And I think a lot of people in the, uh, the guardians press box, uh, making uh, Paul Hoynes rent a tux. I think that would be uh, uh, a reason right there to do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, other sports do it. Uh, NFL does it. They, that's the night they give out the uh, the um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I would assume that on a on a, a big you know network show like that with all the awards going in one night, they would probably move the Clemente Award to that night uh, as well. Uh, things like that. Uh, you would have. Basically, it would be like the like a one focal point event where all the players would, you know, want to gather and and all the uh, the most significant sort of there's I I, I could think of a million different possibilities uh, with one night with all the awards uh, taking place. But uh, again, uh, you're right. The the BBWA would have to there would have to be some give and take. I saw an email uh, going around that said, well, you know, we could leverage some things out of this. Uh, because it's, you know, the BBWAA's name on it. And, you know, maybe we could get more uh, more access, more clubhouse time, more uh, access to the managers, things like that. And uh, I, I'm just thinking about uh, Bart Swain and the uh, the, the folks that the uh, in the baseball information department at the Guardians and what they deal with on a, a, a regular basis, just trying to abide by all those rules and get us our access and, you know, abide by the player side of the rules of that. And, uh, it, it could be headaches for them if, if all that comes to fruition as well. Yeah, it's a complicated mess. And I, Joe, I, I don't know, you know, I guess it, it would be one big splash as opposed to right now it's a two week thing, right? The, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the BBWA awards, you know, they do the finalists the one week and then mm-hmm. they hand out the awards the next week. You get a lot of, you know, you spread that out and, and then you, now if it's just one weekend, you know, I don't know. It, it's it, there's pros and cons to it, but uh, 
you know, Joe, they've been fighting over this for at least I'd say 20 to 30 years, you know, and they, they finally got the awards on TV with what on ESPN or MLB network. I'm not sure what, what the BBWA awards are on, but, uh, so this is just the next step. This is a long battle here. Yeah. They're on the network, uh, for, a you know, a, a week long, uh, sort of, uh, arrangement there, like you described. Uh, but also the, the fear on the other side, you know, for the BBWA is, uh, Major League Baseball could just say, well, okay, we're going to have our own awards for best pitcher and best rookie and uh, best manager. And, you know, we've, you know, the BBWA has the, the voting structure and the tradition and the, the sort of the gravitas with the, the names of the Cy Young and the, the Jackie Robinson rookie of the year and all that. Uh, but Major League Baseball could just go in a completely different direction and have competing awards uh, if, if, if the, the, the writers, you know, sort of, strike a hard line so it's a it's a delicate balance and we'll see how it turns out but uh you know eventually i could see one event you know encompassing all awards like that like that uh just getting back to these uh these all mlb awards though jose ramirez certainly uh a a worthy uh recipient of a second team uh, award emmanuel classe you know we we know he had an up and down uh, season with the 12 blown saves, but leading baseball again with 44 saves. Uh, 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 Felix Bautista was the first team closer out of um, uh, Baltimore. He had a heck of a season, but was ended short with injury. Uh, but he still got first team, uh, you know, recognition there. Uh, was there anybody you think that might have gotten snubbed or skipped on the Guardians? I'm, I'm interested to learn. Yeah, Joe, we were talking about it. You know, uh, uh, Andres uh, Jimenez, uh, you know, certainly, I think he made it last year, right? Was he first team or second team? I I'm think not he was sure. second team. He yeah, was second he, team. Was, he was second team. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, nothing happened. His, his defense only got better. You know, he won another gold glove and a platinum, uh, and along with a platinum glove. But I think his defense, I mean, his offense slipped a little, Joe. So, you know, that kind of may, may have taken him out of the voting this this time around. Yeah, and I could see you can make the argument, but again, you're talking about the best defender in the American League, and not only just by the eye test, but by, you know, metrics proved that he was the best defender in the American League last year, so uh, that's that's got to give it a, a little bit more weight, and and you look at the, the end of the season, he was as hot a hitter in, as, as there was at the plate in, in the month of September, so uh, again, there's, you know, I, I think... Jimenez probably uh, deserved a, a, a look at, at second base, but uh, if you if you look at uh, Ozzy Albies from the Braves uh, was the second team second baseman, uh, of course Marcus Simeon the first team second baseman, uh, the first team dotted with uh, all stars and some of the best in baseball. Adley Rutschman the catcher, uh, Freddie Freeman at first, Corey Seager short, Austin Riley uh, the first team third baseman for the Braves. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Corbin Carroll in the outfield uh, with Shohei Otani at DH. Uh, Otani actually makes it twice on the first team. He makes it as a, a DH and as a starting pitcher, uh, along with Garrett Cole, Zach Gallen, Blake Snell, and Spencer Strider. Uh, Bautista and Josh Hader are the relief pitchers. Uh, the second team was Jonah Heim at catcher, Matt Olson at first, Albies at second, uh, the left side of the infield on the second team uh, looks pretty familiar to Cleveland fans as the shortstop is Francisco Lindor for the Mets 
And to his right is Jose Ramirez from the Guardians. Uh, obviously, a lot of a lot of memories there of those two playing side by side for for Cleveland for a long time. Uh, the outfielders: Aaron Judge, Adolis Garcia, Kyle Tucker, and uh, Jordan Alvarez. The DH with starting pitchers: Kevin Gosman, Sonny Gray, Nathan Evaldi, Jordan Montgomery, Kyle Bradish. Uh, Devin Williams joins Class A in the bullpen for uh, the second team. So uh, that's what that looks like. Uh, obviously. Uh, that's uh, those. I would like to see those two teams play each other uh, in, in one game. That'd be interesting. A l- little bit of a fun exhibition. Uh, you've got power up and down both lineups. You've got incredible starting pitching. Uh, the best of the best in baseball would be, but uh, would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. That would be a great game to watch. It's a, it's an all-star game basically. Yeah, it's uh, it's an all-star game uh, without without league affiliation. Sort of like what the NBA does with its. Yeah. Uh, you know, Team LeBron and Team whoever finishes with the other most votes uh, every year. Uh, maybe we see something like that happen uh, down the line where uh, uh, the, the Major League Baseball moves the All-Star game to sort of a free-for-all, uh, no-league affiliation uh, matchups to see if the, the see if the game gets more competitive. But I think I think right now they're in a good, a pretty good spot with that. Uh, speaking of being in a pretty good spot. Uh, if you're uh, signed up for Guardian Subtext, you're in a pretty good spot to get updates throughout the offseason right up until spring training starts. And then, oh, boy, we kick off with a, a lot of uh, a lot of news and a lot of information coming at you. It's sent directly to your uh, phone via text, $3.99 a month to subscribe. A great uh, last-minute holiday gift if you uh, want to get a gift subscription for a, a friend or family member. I know uh, a couple of our subscribers uh, gave gave subtext as a gift to their family uh, to keep them updated on the Guardians. Uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to 216-208-4346 and uh, you can get signed up that way. Uh, you know, another uh, couple of guys who are, are, are sort of experimenting with new places and new spots uh, themselves, uh, Tyler Freeman and Angel Martinez, uh, guys who are on the Guardians 40-man roster, uh, but they might not be uh, playing the infield uh, for very much longer. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, on our Zoom call uh, with uh, Chris Antonetti uh, late last week, uh, you know, to make the uh, to make the Austin Hedges signing official, um, you know, Antonetti uh, brought up the point that uh, Freeman and um, Angel Martinez are getting try are trying out in the outfield. Now, I think Martinez is playing winter ball, or he was playing winter ball. I don't know if Free, you know, Freeman is uh, out in Arizona, or you know, just working out on his own. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're gonna, they, they'll, they're getting tested in the outfield. You know, Freeman has played a little bit of the outfield before. He's made, I think, he's played some left field in in the big leagues. But Martinez is a middle infielder, third baseman. Uh, you know, switch hitter, and he's got some pop, Joe. So that's kind of an exciting, uh, you know, he's a young player, and, you know, I don't think he's he's going to have a tough time breaking into the infield. I mean, well, maybe maybe he could play shortstop, but, uh, you know, it's, it would be it'd be interesting to see what he can do in center field, a switch hitter with some power potential. Yeah, and, and they sort of see the writing on the wall, and they, they know uh, from the past, from the recent past with this club, uh, if you're willing to be versatile, if you're willing to to try other positions, uh, you you it, it'll help you get your bat and get yourself in the lineup a little more regularly. We saw that with Gabriel Arias uh, over the last season. 
Uh, he played a bunch of games in the outfield. He played a bunch of games at first base. So uh, I think the this goes back to Francisco Mejia and his unwillingness to sort of uh, switch positions and, and try to you know find a way to get into the to, to crack the lineup. I, I think every uh, you know prospect in the organization since then has sort of taken a note from that and, and learned, hey, uh, I better do what these guys are asking me to do. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you know, I might be finding myself uh, not getting on the field as much as I want. Yeah, Joe, and, uh, you know, who sets the example? The best player on the team sets the example. Jose Ramirez was, you know, when he first came up, he bounced all over the place. He was second base, shortstop, third base. He played left field. So, you know, that kind of sets the template, you know, if, if <laughs> in Cleveland at least, on, on with the Guardians. Yeah, I think uh, any one of those guys would give their right arm to be uh, uh, in a position like uh, Jose at, at some point in their career. So, uh, not not too far off the, the mark there. Uh, all right, uh, before we wrap up, a couple of uh, signings and trades and uh, contracts or, or, you know, the, the rumor mill is always churning. Uh, Tyler Glass now over the, the weekend inked uh, an extension, what, five years, 135 or so million uh, with the Dodgers after he was acquired uh, in a trade uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, that was sort of the uh, the the Guardians formula there. Uh, Glass now was was going to be due about 20 million uh, in his final year of arbitration. So the uh, the Rays didn't want to pay that. They traded him away, and uh, the Dodgers said, "Hey, we've got a bunch of uh, money that we're not spending on Shohei Otani this year. Let's uh, let's go ahead and spend that on Tyler Glass now." And they they certainly did that. Uh, the other big name that's out there right now that everybody's talking about that's uh, they're, they're, they're tracking flight patterns again for another Japanese player. Uh, it's, uh, Yamamoto, yeah, Yoshi, Yoshinobi, yeah, Yamamoto. I, 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 I apologize for, for butchering the, the first name, but, uh, he, Yamamoto had dinner apparently with, uh, Steve Cohen, the, the Mets owner, uh, in his, at, at his Connecticut home. Uh, looks like there might be a deal, uh, you know, in the works there. Uh, there's a there's an there's also a, a, a Japanese pitcher on the uh, on the Mets already who was a good friend of Yamamoto's. Uh, I believe it's Kodai Senga. Yeah, he, the, and he yeah. just signed last year, Joe. So uh, I mean, it seems like uh, it, I, I see. I think it would be a major upset for the Mets and Mets fans if they don't land Yamamoto at this point. Yeah, I mean. Uh... You know, big money goes to the big money teams. And, uh, you know, uh, Yamamoto is right after Otani is, you know, probably the most sought after uh, free agent pitcher. He's been everybody has wined and dined him. And it's going to be interesting to see if he ends up with the Mets. Yeah, the the Yankees, the the uh, the Giants, uh, the Dodgers had interest, but it uh, looks like the Mets are, are the landing spot. And uh, you think about it. Uh, he could make never having pitched in the majors, he could make, you know, three hundred million dollars in his first contract. And that's kind of unheard of uh, what's, you know, that that kind of money. But it seems like it's the going rate for the top talent now. Yeah, Joe. And, uh, you know, really kind of what he pitched, uh, he pitched Japan to the uh, WBC championship over over uh, U- uh, Team USA. Uh, not, not a real big guy. Uh, you know, Otani is, you know, like Otani's a a big human being. He's what, 6'2, 6'3, 220. You know, uh, uh, Yamamoto's smaller, but, uh, 
certainly has put up some innings. It's going to be interesting to see how he kind of, if he adapts to the big leagues where you're pitching every four or five days as opposed to every six days in Japan. But he certainly has uh, what he's won the Japanese version of the Cy Young two or three times. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a quality arm. Yeah, he's not a big guy. He doesn't throw super hard. He relies a lot on his breaking stuff and and his command. Uh, and for those usually aren't the guys that make the uh, the the giant uh, contracts for for pitchers. Uh, but but he seems like uh, I the, my prediction for him uh, there will be a stumbling point. There will be you know maybe a stretch of a few starts coming out early uh, before he adjusts and he gets it. And then probably by about, you know, late May or June, he takes off and, and he becomes one of the dominant pitchers uh, in the National League. Uh, and that there's a, a strong possibility of that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we're going to be back uh, the next few days with some uh, player breakdowns for the, the 2024 season. Uh, and then by Friday, our final uh, show of the 2024, or I'm sorry, uh, of 2023, we will uh, wrap up the year uh, that day and then uh, look forward to the holidays. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.